Let us take a journey back in time to April of 2019. Yes. Uh, what is, is that? Um, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Like, Start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I've never really drank coffee, but I'm seeming pretty peppy after this half a can of vanilla draft latte. Maybe it's that caffeine. Maybe it's the excitement of recording another podcast. Either way, glad to be here. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I am Jason. We're the co-founders of the community, Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E. You can learn more at locationindie.com and sign up for our newsletter over there. We're all about the travel, freedom, lifestyle, lifestyle business. And I suppose it started with the lifestyle design, right, Trav, which is kind of a a catchy buzzword in some ways. I probably popularized by Tim Ferriss, I think it's fair to say, through the four-hour work week. But when I started hearing terms like lifestyle design and location independent, man, did the bells go off for me, dude. Because then I made the connection. I'm like, okay, yes, this is the freedom that I want, the flexibility to work from anywhere because I want to travel and explore the world and have the ability to take off whenever I want. But today... As we know, life goes on, life changes, and I think the theme of this show, or I know the theme of this show is about lifestyle redesign, right, Trav? Because you do not stay static as an individual. And when we are talking about building a business around your ideal lifestyle, it's it's inevitable that your ideal lifestyle is going to change in some way, shape, or form. And then you have to kind of take a look and... And it happens in real time, right? So sometimes you need to take a step back and think, all right, hey, where are things going? What might I want to tweak? What do I need to do now to set myself up for where I want to be in the next, you know, year or two or three, you know, short, shortish, longish term in a way. And it's important to kind of intentionally design your lifestyle the same way we do with the Lifestyle Launch Academy students. They're at the beginning of that journey in the present moment. But if you've been doing this for whatever, however long we have, seven or eight years, we have to do that too, right? That's what today's a bit about. Yeah, I think there are time and place where you really can latch on to certain buzzwords. You know, some buzzwords come and go, some don't really fit the bill. I think lifestyle design is a buzzword that is worth latching onto because it explains very well a somewhat complex topic in two words. And that is that you are looking at the lifestyle you are leading, a holistic look, work, family, travel, health, where you live, you know, how you're spending your time, everything, right? Like from when you wake up to when you go to bed, actually even probably while you're sleeping. Hey, do you you prioritize a nice new mattress because it's comfortable, right? You're looking at it from a holistic view and you're saying, I'm going to design the elements to, to make myself, and we talked about this in the last episode, if you take yourself from a scale of a zero to a 10, what you're striving for is to get to that 10. Knowing that 
Not every day is going to be a 10. Not every moment is going to be a 10. But from the overall perspective, you're saying, hey, I want my life to be a 9 out of 10 for me. My 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10 looks different than Jay's 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10. That looks different than your 10 out of 10. That's cool. That's why you're the one who gets to design it. You're the one who gets to mold it. And so today, super excited for the show because we're going to do something that I had planned on doing with you just off the books, I guess to say off the record might be the better way of putting it and just have a sit down and say, hey man, like we haven't really got to sit down and chat about what our lifestyles look like now and where we want them to go in two years because both of us have had major life changes in the past two years. And we, believe it or not, don't get to have a lot of time to just have these discussions. It's like, oh, okay, Facebook ads are running. All right, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all this stuff. And so I actually, before we recorded today, was like, man, I really want to catch up with Jay and and talk to him about some of the big changes he had in the two years. And then what does he look like? What does two years look like for him if we're talking about an ideal um, lifestyle? Because you and I are, are building a business together. And if we're building a business that doesn't dovetail with your ideal lifestyle or mine, then we have to take a step back and say, whoa, wh- what's the purpose of this? And so we're going to do that now and how we're going to set it up is each of us are going to have about 10 minutes. Okay. So I'm going to play host and I am going to ask you questions about your lifestyle, Jay, um, and, and where you want it to go. So put a little framework in this. We're going to basically talk about the last two years. What have been the biggest changes for you in the last two years and how your lifestyle looks from the years previous? What are the good, the bad, and the ugly, the things that you're like, okay, this might be worse or or not exactly where I want it to be. And then we're going to jump ahead two years and say, all right, what would you want it to look like in two years? Then we're going to flip the script. You're going to at in your interview quotes me. Um, and then we're going to give you guys some tips and advice going forward, like at the end for you to think through this and do a thought exercise on your own. So are you good to go, Jay? You're good to go. We're looking at a, a four-year window today, two years previous, two years in the future. One one bit of housekeeping really quickly. Chris, throw off that timer. Throw off that timer, man. There's no way we're finishing this one on time. Bam, bam, bam. Buzz it now. Get it out of your system because we are done. I just I just added five minutes to the episode at least because you said we'll each have 10 minutes. So, all right. That sounds good. I am ready to do this. All this right. So, fun. let us take a journey back in time to April of 20. <laughs> 19. Yes. Uh, what is, is that? Um, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Like, <laughs> two years back in time, Jay. And then start thinking about from then until now, for you, what have been the biggest lifestyle changes that have happened? And then let's start with that. And then we can dive into each one and say whether it was like intentional maybe non-intentional, positive, negative, or just like, you know, both. Oh, I mean, I can, I can summarize it pretty quickly. Uh, uh, basically, uh, for anybody that's had small kids, it, it's, uh, they already know this. And for those that haven't, you, you basically go into a, a tunnel or, or a world that we would call small kids world, right? And when your kids are one and three, as they were two years ago, it's just uh, it's just basically keeping your head above water, trying to get enough sleep, making sure they're taken care of, 
uh, all of the things that you need to do for small kids to keep them happy and healthy and, and safe. And part of that for me is, you know, being stationary. I live as an expat in Norway and it's, uh, it's, that's what it is. I mean, when, when you have small kids, that's what you're doing all the time. You're living the small kids. life. it doesn't mean you can't travel around with small kids or do other things, but it, it's just, uh, it's exhausting. It's joyful, but it's also tiring in some ways in, in the way that I wouldn't want to travel around with my kids that age. It just wouldn't be something that I'd want to do, which is why I've been stationary. And that's what we'll probably get into later as we talk about lifestyle redesign is now that they are almost three and five, I, I think things are opening up a little bit. Uh, so yeah, so I've just been living the the life of an expat in Norway, raising small kids. You also have bought a, a bigger house uh, a much bigger house. So let's that talk about less than a year ago. Yep. Yeah. Let's talk about that change because you went from approximately 650 <laughs> square feet to about, I don't know, 1500 square feet. So talk people through not that. Not that big, but okay. Well, big for Norway, not big by yeah. maybe US standards, but that, that was a big change that I know you debated about a lot because it meant more money for accommodations and, and housing costs, but also you know, as you mentioned, you had two kids and you were living in a 650 square foot apartment. So <laughs> overall, give us the positive and negative of that decision in the last year, because you've now been yeah. there for about a year. Well, I can say, uh, well, we've been here for, let's see, six months, actually only okay. six months, which is hard to believe. Um, oh, it's been wonderful. I mean, super happy. We did it. It's, uh, a dramatic increase, I think. Not dramatic. We had a great time at the old apartment, but uh, we were ready for some more space. I have my own little office up here in the loft, and we live right next to the woods. Uh, especially, we didn't know a pandemic was going to hit, but this has been a wonderful place to to be. You know, we relocated. Uh, I guess it was, yeah, the pandemic was happening. We were some months into it. And we just kind of saw what was happening. Just like, you know, this is going to, this is going to be a while. We need some more space and just being uh, near nature, uh, really value the community here where we live. It's, uh, it's a concentrated little borchlag, they call it here in Norway, where it's just uh, townhouses basically congregated together on this hill next to the woods. And a lot of people have kids. A lot of people are in our stage of life. So we, we already see, even though during COVID, we can't interact as much with people, but you can see how, you know, you'd be able to let your kids run out and play. They'll be able to play in the woods. I, I had a value for that growing up to being able to play in the woods and being around nature. We have a swimming lake nearby and all these things. So uh, daily lifestyle has been awesome up here. Uh, of course, it's a challenge socially with the pandemic, but that's for everybody, you know? Um, so that's been great. Now, part of that was, you know, I also sold my condo in Colorado and that was hard to cut ties with because I have emotional ties to Colorado and, you know, you know, travel with real estate, you always kind of have second doubts. Like, should I have kept it? You know, I could have kept doing the Airbnb thing or, you know, but I kind of wanted to get the money so I could have, so we could comfortably afford this place. Um, but that's a TBD item, right? Like I haven't reinvested that money yet. So I don't know if that's, was the right move or the wrong move. <laughs> it's hard to say. You but, bring up a, an interesting point because I think everyone, whether it's them downsizing because they're ready to downsize or moving from a house to a van or upsizing like you because you have a family or like me because my family was getting bigger or just a lateral move of like 
not really upsizing or downsizing, but I'm, I'm changing, I'm moving, I'm going somewhere else. It's a different house. It's whatever, uh, is the emotional component. And, you know, for you, there was two emotional components. One was leaving the, the smaller apartment that you were in, in Oslo and, and, you know, leaving those memories behind, but you're probably like at a point, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, we like, were, okay, we were ready. this is too yeah. small. Like, yeah, yeah memories are great, too work. small, but the Colorado yeah. property, I, I know from talking to you had a bit of a bigger hold on you because when you sold that, it's almost like, well, I'm cutting ties to this past life that was a lot different because back then you didn't have a family. You were single. You were living in Colorado, not Norway. So there are some tough decisions that, that have to be made. To your point, you don't know if it was the quote unquote right or wrong, but it, it got you what you needed in the moment. Right. And I think a lot of times we sit there and we worry about something being super permanent when it's not. Like you could go and reinvest that money in another condo in Colorado today if you wanted. Right. So I, I want to kind of hold your feet to the fire a little bit and ask you about I, I want you to give me a few of the positive things that a more stationary life in the last two years has led to. But then we are going to talk about. I don't want to call them negative, but difficult things or obstacles you faced. As you mentioned, when we're recording this, you know, everyone has been a bit more stationary in the last year because of the pandemic. The year before that, you were a bit more stationary because you had little kids. So what are some of the things that, that have sprung up for you where you're like, man, I wasn't typically stationary, but I have been more stationary for the two years, but this is a nice outcome from that. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, we have a pretty simple daily life, which I appreciate. It gives me time to think. I, I don't. We don't have a car. I walk everywhere. My kids' daycare is in walking distance. Um, like today, after I dropped them off, I went to the soccer field nearby and and just worked out, and then walked to the woods home past the lake. It's just nice. We get our groceries delivered here, <laughs> so you know. It's it's kind of chill and you sell, settle into a rhythm that's not too chaotic. And in that way, I feel like it's helped me slow down and just not, you know, having been on the road for so long and growing up the way I did and everything, it's just, you know, you feel like, oh, you, I'm, I'm the kind of guy's like always ready to go do something, you know, or always wanting to do something. And, and it's, it's not always healthy, I think, in some ways, you know. So for me, Norway has helped me kind of appreciate the smaller things, you know, getting into cooking and... Um, I feel like the culturally here, people have a, a really great appreciation for nature and for some of these, you know, smaller sort of simple pleasures, like you go out and pick blueberries with your kids or, you know, these, these kind of things. It sounds like idealic, but in some ways it is right. And, and it's, it's not just the activity. It's more of the mindset around that, right? It's like, okay, yes. Hey, listen, I'm content with the travels I've done. I've done a lot. It's not like I'm somebody who never got to travel and, and now I'm just, you know, stuck and I can't go anywhere. And it's like, I've had a lot of experiences. I know the world's waiting and I'll, I miss traveling and I'll get out and ha and do it again. But there's something to be said about finding contentment within just being in one place in the daily life, which took some time after being nomadic. And I, I certainly learned that in Colorado, but then I had to almost relearn it here in Norway. So, and, uh, being able to like, get some music equipment and I, I I'm into songwriting now and I started playing with this band and, and that's was always a dream of mine, right? Like you can't, it's hard to do if you're 
traveling around to have those connections and, and have a group of guys that you like to play music with and write songs with and, you know, things like that. So there are uh, benefits there, I think, uh, in terms of local community. Yeah, there is there is something to be said for a slower pace of life, for for a simpler life. I felt that exact same way in Japan. I didn't want to live there forever, but for two years of my life, it was a much simpler, scaled down version of life because there weren't, I wasn't being pulled in a lot of directions. You know, some of that led to a bit of loneliness at times because I didn't have as many friends, as many people around me. But overall, it was a nice feeling of like, all right, there's a few things I can do. There's a few people I can be with. And, or I could be by myself and I learned more to appreciate more being by myself than I had previous when I could fill every waking moment with basically a friend or a family member or something. Um, let's, let's flip it a little bit and talk about some of the obstacles with this redesign of the last two years of, of being an expat in Norway in a country where when you first went there, you didn't speak the language. Now you do. So bravo to that. Right. But there have been a lot of things you've had to go through. And there have been a lot of things with the kids, like on top of that, it's like new, new country, new culture, uh, moving kids. So what are some of the things that you look back on the past year and you're like, all right, these have been tough. And that will lead us into the next section where we talk about how can maybe those things be easier or how can they become conduits for the next two years to change some of those things? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been... um challenging like anybody's life right but maybe the challenges are a little different being in a in a foreign country like you said the culture is different sometimes it's harder it took you know time to make friends uh to to build those social connections it does take time for that anyway you have to the only way to do that is to spend time with people and to spend time with people you have to have time so uh that is the way it is, right? Um, I think learning the language, of course, really helped me to connect me to the culture and the people here, and to be able to communicate. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like anywhere close to being that good at it, but good enough where I understand everything that's going on around me, and I can communicate with people and things like that. So, so just your normal yeah. oblivious self, then. <laughs> yeah, you understand it. You don't really know what's going on, but you're like, I at least understand the words coming out of their mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yes, and. The, the weather is a huge thing here, right? Uh, it, it, the winters are long. Uh, this year, for example, it was a month of darkness, not because I live up north. It wasn't totally dark, like the sun does come up where I live, but because it was cloudy and gray every day. The, but what's like that in the north of Norway, there's 24 hours without uh, any sun for months in the winter, and it's the opposite in the summer, you know, the midnight sun. But uh, that is hard when you go a month and you don't see the sun. That was very difficult and piled the pandemic on with that and everything. It was a pretty low time for me. So, uh, uh, it got, but it got me thinking about the lifestyle redesign. It's like, okay, how can I, what, I'm, I'm in this process now figuring out what does it look like to not spend the winters here, right? I've got two kids and they do need to go to school. Um, but is there a solution around that? And, and is that a solution that will work? It's not about me. It's about them. And we're here in Norway. I, th- I think that was the clear choice for us when we found out we were having a kid. And uh, truthfully, I hate to say this because I'm from the USA and I'm a proud American, but this is a better place to raise your kids. It just is. I mean, it's a lot less stressful because of the social support. Um, it's less, less less stressful financially. And uh, it's just, it's safer. 
it's just better. Um, there's a lot of value around nature. It's, it's, it's a great place to, to raise kids, but that doesn't mean it's easy to be here all the time, you know, and the weather is, is a, is a challenge, man. So, um, looking at, well, what can I do to like, what could we do over the next year or two to experiment and, and, and try some things out and set it up in a way where it, it might work for people to, to be gone for some months. And, and if it doesn't, that's okay too, because I have to take into account other people's, it's not just about, Hey, this is the lifestyle I'm redesigning and you guys are all on board with this. You know, it has to be everybody on board because we're a family. So, uh, one of those things is figuring out, okay, how, how would it look if my kids went to school for six months in an international school in Spain or something, and then they were spending six months in school in Norway, you know, for the second half of the year or, 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 or vice versa, right? Is, th- is that something that a school here would accept? Is that a possible solution? So these are the type of things that I'm thinking about. And you, you're right that it doesn't, it's not obviously all about you. It's not all about me when I'm talking about my family, but I think it does have to start with you saying, okay, what is it that I would want for myself and for the best interest of my family? Because without asking yourself that question, like it's not going to happen, right? It has to start with like, here's what I would want. Here's what I think could work. Now let's work backwards and say, would it work for my wife? Would it work for the kids? You know, and then, and then, like you said, going through step by step of like, well, what would need to happen? All right, first step, you know, blah blah blah, right? Like, figure out if it's worth it. So, I just wanted to tie your part up a little bit. One of the things that you you mentioned. Let's let's fast forward you two years in the future. And I'm the, don't worry about the details. Don't worry about the how it's going to work, but just focus on what you would like to have accomplished. So if we're two years in the future and it's April, uh, what is that? 2023. That it, It's always weird to say 2020 and onward. I, it's odd. But April 2023, a quarter of the way through a new century almost. Um what would you have liked to happen? Like what would the idealized version of your life look like? Well, funny you say this because uh, I got a great question from Kristen, our CPA and bookkeeper. And she asked, hey, what does your ideal one-year trip with your family look like? I'd love to hear what plans you have in store post-COVID or what you're dreaming up. And this was cool because this is stuff that's been going on in my head, but I hadn't actually wrote it, written it out. And uh, you know, obviously I value travel <laughs> and I see the window of travel tightening. Perhaps that's a mindset thing too, but my daughter will start school when she's six. So next year in the fall will be her, um, like last year in, in daycare. And, you know, just with the systems, the way they are with schools and all, it just becomes more difficult, right? Because you have to work with an, an outside entity to, get your kid in school or bring them out and they have to accept the education and, and from other places and all this stuff, right? But since it's just daycare, well, there's time to go off and do something. So I would have liked to been on the road with my family for at least six months to a year. And this was a great exercise because I answered the question and what a year on the road with my family to me would look like. It would be something like this. Six weeks in the USA, visiting with family, just hang out with family three and a half months road tripping around the USA in an RV with my family, something like that, where we're just living and camping and, and kind of living nomadically in some way, even though we're not nomadic, but for, for a chunk of time, one month 
back in Norway, just recoup, hang out, be at home. And then six months volunteering slash home exchanging around Europe. Now, okay. That's this is, a year. Uh, this that is goes awesome fast. That, that you <laughs> had this written out because I didn't know I would ask that and you didn't know I'd ask it. Good job, Kristen. Nice. Yeah. Uh, already on the same wavelength, wavelength as us. Mm-hmm. So that six months in Europe would be, when you say home exchange, would you want it to be, hey, I'm six months in one place and traveling from there? Would you want it to be three months in one, three months in another, or month, 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 month? Like, what would be... It would again, be slow, slow travel. So you'd want... Give me, tell me what that is. It doesn't matter. It would be based on the opportunities and the experiences. Yeah, I know, so I know, if, but if, we're talking about your dream. We're not talking about like what actually. Oh yeah, no, uh, but no, but it really does. It, it it's, I really open that open in that way, right? Okay. Like, um, so, but at you know, least probably a, a two months in a spot, then two months in two months. You'd want to slow it down to that extent. Yeah, I'd probably look for opportunities to to do sharing economy type stuff, so we can get our house taken care of, and also. We could stay for free in somebody else's place and go to places like, you know, the south of France or something and just enjoy food or check out some places in Eastern Europe where we can live in a mountain town and just hang out or some beach places, right? And maybe Greece, you know, maybe Southern Italy. I don't know. Okay. All right. That's good enough. I, I'll let you off the hook. It's a good enough answer. I do want to get more specific at some point. We have a coach, Jay and I, uh, that we share, Stan. He 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 does coaching with both of us. Um, and he will do it. We'll, our next episode, I'm throwing this out there to everyone, Jay, so make sure we make a note of this. We're going to talk about the perfect average day exercise. Uh, we'll get into that next episode. Don't worry. But the point is that you have to be hyper specific. So like if Jay would have given me the answer, like maybe Greece, maybe Eastern Europe, I would have been like, no, tell me where. And like, if it doesn't, if you don't end up in Bonsko, Bulgaria, not the end of the world, but like, what would be for you the ideal, right? And and so yeah. you got a little work to do with so, that six month plan, man. Give me three yeah. places. That's what I want. Like Greece, <laughs> Bulgaria, and South of France. Boom. All right. All that's right. your ideal, right? So. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, the idea of getting on the road with my family and doing having that whole experience before Ellie's in school. And then on the back end of that, I I think I see it as a good um, experiment, right? Hey, is this something that we enjoyed as a family? How, how about the kids? How would they feel about doing something like that again? How would they feel about being away for six months and then, and back, you know? Uh, So that is a, that I think is a good, goal because it also ties in with the stuff afterwards so we can see how that experience is. Maybe we're like, hey, that was cool. I'm tired. I don't want to do anything like that for a while. So maybe when they're, maybe we don't do anything like that again until they're 10 or 15 or something or, or never again until they are out of school. And then my wife and I go, go do it. I mean, who knows? Not like we'll stop traveling, but you know what I mean? So right. yeah, I mean, yeah. Awesome friend of the show, Jason Robinson, and longtime LI member. He was actually just here at my house a few days ago. Uh, has an awesome site called The Nomad Experiment, and and the whole theme and basis of what he talks about is: Hey, if you just look at everything you're doing as an experiment, it takes the weight off your shoulders a bit because you're saying, "I'm not committing to this forever." Like you said, we're going to try this for six months or three months or t- twelve months, and if we don't like it the way we think we might, or we like it, but we're done with it, cool. But now we know, right? Versus kind of pining for something that that 
might be idealistic that that you're not thinking through uh, the the downsides of it or vice versa. You're like, oh, well, this isn't going to be as good as I thought. So it's not even worth the effort of me getting two kids in your case and doing this. You're going to miss out on all these other things that happen. So it, it, it really comes down to saying, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to it. And then we'll we'll reevaluate. Right. And that's business. That's life. That's lifestyle. That's everything. Um, I'm going to throw it. I'm going to ask you the question, Jay, here. We're, we're, end, we're done with your section. Do you want to throw it to me and continue on this longer episode, even though Chris is like, has a buzzer ready? Or should we split this up into two episodes and I'll just be grilled by you on another one? <laughs> what do the people well, Chris, want? Chris did buzz us out. I don't know. What do you guys want? What do you guys want? Um, well, you tell me because you got to answer the questions. My I, my kids just got home, and I do have to go make them dinner and all that kind of stuff. So, should we should we get? Do you, do you have your vision clear, or should we? We'll, we'll save this. Have, here's what we'll do, guys. We were going to get into my part, but what we're going to do is, I next episode, Jay will throw it to me. So this gives everyone the choice. If you liked this dialogue that we had, this kind of lifestyle redesign for Jay, and you're like, that was cool to hear a little bit of the inner workings of Jay's mind and pulling the curtain back on his lifestyle a bit, and you want to hear it about my life, uh, come back for the very next episode because we'll do that. If you didn't like it, skip the next episode because two episodes from now, we're going to talk about your perfect average day exercise. So now you guys foreshadowing know the next two episodes that are coming up. Uh, it'll be trapped wait, wait. lifestyle redesign next and then the perfect average day. Two quick notes on, on, on that. First of all, I'm sorry that you had to get a peek at the interworkings of my mind, as Travis said. And secondly, no, Travis, you never tell people, don't listen to the next show. Of course, you got to listen to the next show. You got to hear Travis's it's lifestyle redesign. You know, it's he's going to drop, them, some, drop hey. some knowledge bombs. Was I just going to say that? No, I'm not going to say that. Guys, but, uh, it's your choice. Spend your time how you prefer. But I did want to ask, is it interworkings or inner workings? I said inter, but I think... It would make sense to it's be inner. inner. Yeah, it, it's inner workings. Someone get the grammar police. Um, cool, guys. Yes, well, it, I guess it, it is. And it's also a 2016 movie uh, by Walt Disney Pictures or something. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. Surprise, neither of us have seen that since we both have kids. Um, thank you guys for listening. As I said, next episode, we'll dive into, into what my life has looked like in the past two years and what I envision it'll look like two years in the future. Tune in if you want. If you feel guilty, because Jay was like, you got to tune in the Travis part. That's cool. We don't care why you're tuning in. We hope it's because you like it. Um, and then two episodes from now, we are going to dive into this idea of the perfect average day. And it's a really uh, game-changing exercise that I've done, that Jay's working on, that has that I had people in our challenge do. And it it's all, it's a similar thing to what we're talking about now, except instead of looking two years in the future, you're looking at one day and being hyper-specific of what that day would look like. Um, and we've gotten tremendous feedback from people who have done this who have said, man, I really thought that this would be a bit of a chore, but I have enjoyed every moment of it. And uh, I can tell you that I personally did too. And it took me many hours to do it. And I was craving doing it, Jay. So... Um, yeah, so that'll be two episodes from now where we talk about the perfect average day exercise. And uh, yeah. Very cool. And uh, thanks for the time here on the soapbox. I had a blast. It's uh, always good to talk about these things with you. Like Travis said, we'd be 
we would have this call anyway. You would just be listening in because we're recording it or you are listening because we're recording it. But it is great to talk about these things and to really answer these questions and dig in because the only way the lifestyle redesign or the tweaks or whatever you want to call it happens is by getting it down, making a plan, really bringing it to life and and really beginning to get an understanding of what it is that you may want. And, and when you do that, then you have, you have something to start working towards and something to start taking tep- steps towards. And it just makes everything more concrete, which is why like going back to that question Kristen asked, it was great because I had thought about these things, but never actually written them down. So it was really cool to just sketch out what does a year look like on the road with and, my family. And, and, that and, would and those be- questions are powerful. That would be my goal for all of you, right? I told you I'd give you an activity or an exercise. I, I like as a teacher to to not just have you listen to what we said and not just have it rattle around up in your brain, but to do something to to get it out and, and to make it a little more concrete. And so the exercise I'll give you guys is look back two years from, from how, whatever day you're listening to this and say, write out what the biggest changes have been in your lifestyle in those past two years. For Jay, it was, hey, we, we had two young kids, so we had just had a second kid on the way. All right, we've done that. We bought a new house. You got your residency in Norway, Jay. You became fluent or conversational, maybe you would call it, but in, in Norwegian. Um, you know, all these different things that you, you have a home office. You start going to a co-working space, right? We didn't even touch on all of it. But I'm dropping an EP with with the band. Yeah, you st- right. You started playing with the <laughs> band, right? And so, you know, you don't have a car, and so all that kind of stuff. So write down those things. Just get them out. What has changed in your life in the last two years? And then from this day forward, say, all right, out of those things that changed, like, are there any that I would want to change again in the next two years? If it was up to me, how would I redesign them and be hyper-specific? And I'll give you the example that I just said to Jay. Like, instead of saying, hey, I want to do six months uh, in a home exchange in Europe, say, how? You want two months in Bulgaria, followed by two months in Greece, followed by two months in Paris? Cool. Write that out. The more specific you are, the better it's going to be because it's going to A, help you visualize it and B, it's going to give you a target to shoot for. If you know you really crave being in Paris, well, you can start looking for home exchanges now, you know? Um, So, I mean, we had business goals, of course, but we were looking more at the lifestyle side and like we like we preach, we practice what we preach, right? Figure out the lifestyle side first and let's figure out how we can... Squeeze that business into that. Well, maybe we'll do the business one redesign as another episode um, for you guys to get a behind the peak, uh, behind the curtain peek at the business, the inner workings or interworkings of the business. Thank you guys for listening. Check out everything out over at locationindie.com. Best thing you could do, only thing you should do is hop on the email newsletter because we tell you when we're open in the community. We tell you when we're running challenges. We tell you when we have new guides coming out because we're putting together some really cool things like quizzes and lifestyle calculators and some uh, digital nomad visa guides and stuff like that. Some bigger projects that we're working on. And the best way to find out about all that is not just by listening to podcasts because we don't always do stuff that's time sensitive here, right? It's a little more evergreen is by hopping on the email newsletter list and you will be getting all the information there. So if you're not on there, go sign up now, locationindie.com. Thank you guys for listening. Jay, thanks for being on the hot seat. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers.